0: Here we go, episode 28 of the Hardline Sports Talk, John Michael Massiri, I am Michael Merlo, here with you, how are you doing today?
1: Doing great, how about yourself?
0: I'm doing pretty good, long long day, nice day though, it wasn't too hot. Nope, oh, good. You know what the weather is in San Francisco right now? Nah, I guess.
1: usually don't no, check. No,
0: guess, well I'm saying that because the Mets are there, guess.
1: Um, Like 95 degrees?
0: 62 degrees. Oh. I didn't know it gets wow. cold there.
1: Well, it is Northern California, but
0: yeah, still it it's, is August. It's August, and I'm last week with that heat wave. I'm yeah. trying to think where can I go for like cold weather all year mm-hmm. round, other than like you know Antarctica or something.
1: I don't know why you would want that.
0: I love cold weather. Yeah, cause I can't, you're psychotic. I can't stand the heat.
1: Well, New York's like the worst because New York. I like the heat, you know, but not like Arizona heat. But New York's freaking. It's 20 degrees or it's 100 degrees. It can never yeah. be like 70.
0: And, and we we just don't have snowstorms anymore either.
1: is that a bad thing? Yeah, I love snowstorms. Oh, I okay. like the snow. You, I, yeah, I love shoveling my driveway. Oh, please
0: cry. You know, not I, being able to it, drive on the roads. That, yeah, that's fun. You know, actually, since I've started driving, I can't stand them. Yeah. But if I don't have anywhere to go... When fun. does that
1: happen? You don't have anywhere to go? I
0: guess not. Yeah. yeah. Nice mustache. Yeah, thanks. You're growing out a little
1: bit? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like shaving the other day, and I was like, you know what, let me see where this wild adventure takes me, so.
0: Yeah, cool. Shave later. Um, (laughs) Let's start with the NFL. Lots happening there. It is August 16th now. We are just,
1: I can smell We are less than a month away.
0: I can smell it. I was talking to my dad today. I can't wait to sit in my living room September 12th. Have nothing mm-hmm. to do except watch Me seven so. hours of commercial-free football. I can't wait to football.
1: be at Bank of America Stadium with my oh, Zach Wilson wow. jersey on, screaming at Sam Darnold.
0: Oh yes, what NCAA are you? What are you gonna scream at Sam Darnold? I
1: don't know. I'll probably call him
0: Mono my, Mono Boy.
1: Yeah, Mono Boy. Yeah, good. Something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe a little more prof, uh, profane. Profane, yeah. yeah not, profane. not
1: friendly for the shot.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So let's start there. Jets and Giants played off in the uh, Snoopy Bowl. <laughs> on uh, Saturday it was uh it, oh,
1: wait, the snoopy bowl yeah, that's what is they that,
0: call it now yeah that's what i've heard uh, i mean it could have put you to sleep <laughs> that's for sure <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: a nice well uh, 12, lot, yeah. 12 seven shootout <laughs> at metlife stadium
1: brown special of yeah. this freaking mm. snoopy bowl
0: really it was um it wasn't good
1: no terrible i mean the preseason is the preseason Ter- the
0: preseason is um, terrible but it's, it's
1: they called it a espn radar they called it a glorified uh scrimmage which Really is true. Yeah, you don't you don't want to get hurt. No, none of the starters are playing. Aaron Rodgers, for example, isn't going to play a single. But he shouldn't. Second of preseason football. He um, shouldn't. And you know, I think we need to address this. Oh, Daniel Jones not playing a single minute. I mean, if if it's, it's Daniel Jones and you know, if you're Aaron Rodgers and you got a Super Bowl, you're a future Hall of Famer, yeah. But this guy's fighting for his career this year. And he's not playing preseason football? I mean,
0: yeah, but he's not fighting for his job, so why would he start? You know he's gonna be the starter.
1: Yeah, but wouldn't you wanna get as much experience and um, feel for the game and get up to game speed as he can before the season starts? Um I'm indifferent. I don't Yeah, you're don't right, think it's a good time... but I just think it's funny that I'm seeing Aaron Rodgers isn't gonna play in the preseason. Tom Brady's not coming to the next game. Is it confirmed that he's before.
0: not playing the whole preseason? Aaron is not playing. No, I know Rodgers, but Jones. Oh, they might have just Jones. sat him out. I don't know the about J- Jones.
1: I'm not saying the whole preseason. I, but think, I they think they just sat him out play after play the, the Jet
0: whole... game. I Possibly. think he's going to play. Yeah,
1: he should. If he doesn't, then that's bizarre.
0: They they know who their starter is though.
1: But like I said, the guy should try and fix his game up as much as possible before the season starts. And there's a lot to fix up there.
0: Oh, here we go. Well. Let's, let's start there because I'm going to be completely honest with you. And it kind of goes back to the, the Jets situation with, with Sam Darnold. The Giants have tried to give this guy help. But I I don't think he's going to be successful for one reason. They didn't fix the offensive line right. for five, probably longer, six, seven years. The glaring need of this team was their offensive line, and they haven't fixed it. Right. It's unbelievable. Dave Gettleman, when he first got hired, said, I am going to fix the offensive line. I'm going to bring the hog mollies in. He hasn't done that. He gave Nate Solder a terrible contract. He drafted Andrew Thomas, who I like. Andrew Thomas looked good on for, on Saturday, and I, I think he's going to be pretty good.
1: Right. Um. I mean, I think that obviously that's the key to a quarterback success, especially a young quarterback success. And you're right. They have. They failed. Listen, you could give this guy all the weapons in the world, Kadarius Tony and Teddy Galladay and all these guys, but that's not going to matter. Saquon Barkley, that's not going to matter if he's got two seconds to get rid of the ball.
0: You built this football team with a running back at number two, which I completely disagree with. Right. And you drafted a quarterback, but you didn't give those two guys what they need to succeed. And right. that's an offensive line.
1: And like you said, I think they've tried, but I think they've failed. When It all, you know, you go back to even the Eric Flowers pick and that disaster.
0: Oh, that's a different regime, but yeah. And
1: yeah, well, yeah, no, but the Giants as an yes. organization, it's... They haven't been able to put out an offensive line that can protect their quarterback and get the run game going. Yeah. Um, You know, Saquon had a great rookie season and made do with what he had, but... Uh,
0: you saw the start the he got off to last season, remember right. that? He had three yards in two games yeah. and they actually started to run the ball pretty well toward the end of the 2020 season. The offensive line kind of stayed the same and they mm-hmm. were playing a lot, but still. I mean, this not offense improved. isn't
1: going to go anywhere without that, that offensive line. Exactly. Improving? um And it
0: didn't look, James looked terrible against the Jets. Right. He looked terrible against the and, Jets. And starters think, and second team guys.
1: And I think that's what, where guys go wrong. Um, I think the Joe Burrow is going to have experience with that. Where I think he's I think, have issues. A, I think I think Jamar Chase is a great receiver, but I think it's a mistake to not take a Penny Sewell or um, a Rashawn Slater or whoever they could have taken at that pick for the offensive line. Because we saw it with Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, you could have be the best, most talented quarterback in the league, and and have all these weapons. But if if the, if your offensive line isn't playing well, and you have pressure in your face and everything. Good luck. It completely changes the game. It really does. Good,
0: good, freaking luck trying to throw that. Carson ball. Wentz. Yeah,
1: Carson I think Wentz, Wentz had is... the best off, one of the best offensive lines in football in 2017, and it just completely decayed and got worse and worse, and so did Carson Wentz.
0: This is completely off topic. When did Joe Joe Douglas get hired?
1: Joe Douglas got hired right after the 2019. 20... What year did... Uh, 2019 NFL draft. They hired they f- yes. fired McKagan right after, the, like, a week after the draft, which was dysfunctional and bizarre, but so are the New York Jets.
0: I'm going to talk up your Jets here. Is it a coincidence that the Eagles have just went on a complete downfall since the Jets took their president of... Uh, no, what was he? He was, like, he was, president uh, of player personnel or yeah. something like that. Um, that might was, be a coincidence. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles have gone to crap, and the Jets have – look at how the Jets have built this team. Right. I wish the Giants have built the team the way the Jets have. And I'll give – I'm not going to put Lassie's on him, but the way he's built the team through last year's draft and then 2020's draft. Right. He's done a phenomenal
1: job. Right. Um, you mean 2020, 2020 and 2021. Yeah. Sorry, yes. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it all stacks up. And if this team improves this year and for years to come, uh, obviously, I hope they do. But you're right, um, Joe Douglas emphasized in a very steady and patient way of building this team. And he's moved some pieces around, made some pretty ballsy moves that people criticize, but I think he's going to be right, especially when, when, I'm, when I say like that, what? I'm talking about the Jamal Adams trade, um, trading a guy who was the best defender on our team. I don't...
0: You think that was a ball... I think he's proven that he's won that deal. Right. right.
1: Um, But I'm saying, you know, to have have the balls to trade uh, such a vital piece to your defense and your franchise, you know, um, who, by the way, is having conflict in Seattle right now about franchise tagging and he wants an extension. They don't want to give it to him. Really? Yeah. So they're saying he's going (laughs) to... They're gonna franchise tag him, and he's saying, "Hold on, I'm not a safety. I'm a linebacker and you know, blitz boy. You know, I'll call him what he wants. To sh- me, he's a freaking defensive I hate end him. at this point. Yeah, I know. He, he's I, extremely annoying. I
0: hate him, and he never played for a team I dislike, and he never, and he still doesn't play for a team that I dislike. Right, and I can't stand him. Right.
1: Um. Yeah. He's he's an extremely annoying guy. But yeah, like I said, Douglas has has made some pretty ballsy moves, moving around in the draft, getting you know stockpiling picks, moving up to get Vera Tucker this year. Oh, so so great. He's been playing chess, but hopefully you know it works out, and we think we think they got the head coaching hire right. But you know it it won't we won't know until you might not even know start.
0: You might you might not even know that though until after next season. Yeah. Like I don't. I mean, look
1: at Adam GaSe. Adam Geese, the first year with the Jets, they went seven and nine, and people were saying he was bad, but other people were saying, "Wait, hold him, hold on." He got this team with not a great roster to a seven and nine record. He did a pretty good job, and we know how that relationship ended.
0: Like I feel good about Joe Judge, but I don't know for sure if the Giants down there goes. We'll find. We'll find out this right. season.
1: Right. Um. So yeah, all. Not, and, and not even Salah, just everybody. You know, the Salah bringing over guys like Mike LaFleur and they got um, Jeff Ulbrich from the Falcons to be their defensive coordinator. So it's a brand new regime with D- Douglas is finally starting, you're starting to see the clay is starting to mold for this team. Um, and then you see new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, new head coach. So it is fully a new regime now. And We'll see. And obviously, new franchise quarterback. Hopefully, he is the franchise quarterback. We
0: didn't even mention him. Mm -hmm. We didn't even mention the new franchise quarterback who looked pretty comfortable the other night against the Giants. He did. He didn't
1: do anything stupid. I like it. He he took what the defense gave him. And I think that's what you have to do when you're a rookie quarterback. You know, you have to take what the defense gives you, slow the game down, and... um, Because that's what they say about the NFL. When you get to the NFL, the biggest adjustment is just the speed of the game. And not necessarily, you know oh guys are faster that's not what it necessarily means it's reading coverages processing playbooks everything like that everything's just so much faster Um, and obviously the talent is better in the NFL so we'll see I mean I I think he did a great job like I said in his first game and hopefully he'll keep getting more reps and reps and more experience under his belt but we'll see what happens as the season goes on
0: speaking of speed of the game did you see what Justin Fields said? No. Justin, somebody asked Justin Fields after his first preseason game with the Bears against the Dolphins what he thought of the NFL and the speed of the game. And granted, it's the preseason, so obviously it's not going to be as fast. He goes, it was actually too slow for me. Oh,
1: my God. All Can right. you shot up? He might have to eat his words on that.
0: Yeah, you know what? Because if he starts week one, which he shouldn't, but if right. he does,
1: didn't he come in in like the the third quarter, or The second, second quarter? Yeah, so he's playing against like third stringers yeah. basically. I mean, the NFL is the NFL, but guy, why don't you take it easy a little bit? Listen, he fumbled twice. He almost threw a pick. Take it easy. Let's um,
0: hopefully he doesn't need his words against Darren Donald mm-hmm. Week One. Oof, that yeah, he'll show you he'll show you how fast the game is. Justin Fields, uh, we're gonna do a list in a little bit of um. Who, top five rookie quarterbacks who we think out of this class is going to be. How their careers are going to end. up. Yep. Exactly. So I'm very excited for that. I'm actually watching these. Uh, right now I'm watching every snap from Zach Wilson's uh, preseason yeah. debut.
1: He didn't really air it out. But I don't even, that you know, that was probably not even in the plan for the Jets. He made a nice throw to convert um, a first down on third down to Corey Davis. And then he did the same thing a couple Plays later to Jameson Crowder over the middle, nice 15 yard gain. So, yeah, but we we're not going to see him fully with you know no leash on him or anything, just let him go play football until week one. Here's
0: the third and six well, out route. You had a Corey Davis. That's a nice throw. Corey
1: Davis has been looking really good in camp. I mean, the guy had a great season for the Titans last year, and he was a top five pick for a reason. And some guys have different development paths than other guys. So hopefully he keeps getting better and better. He's only 26, 27 years old, so he's still in the heart of his prime. He might, who knows, he might not even have reached his prime yet. So I think that could be a really good uh, weapon for Zach Wilson. This you year. know,
0: you brought up when the Giants signed Galladay, how you feel like that's almost a signing you do when you have your whole team built. And I disagree with you there. I think you, you should get players at a position of need no matter when. Like you should obviously still build your team out. The Giants didn't do that. Right. They didn't build their offensive line out. But I feel like the, the the signing of Corey Davis is was perfect because they didn't spend too much money.
1: I mean, well, they spent the money. That's the thing. It's just the money. When I say that about Galladay, if they got Galladay for ten million, you know, eight ten million a year, then that's I'm perfectly okay with that. But right. they didn't. So
0: they they signed Davis, and I think Davis is almost going to be like a comfort blanket for Wilson. Right. Like they needed a receiver because they had just that receiving core last season was oh, dreadful. Could make you throw up. Yeah. But you know, you add more, you have Crowder back healthy, you have um, like we said, Davis. Like they it, revamped it right. and it's a it's a nice signing.
1: This is the most comfortable I've felt about the Jets receiving core in a long time. Probably since the Eric Decker Brandon Marshall days. Oh wow. You know, you had Marshall, Decker, and Quincy Anuma. That was a good one, two, three. That was very good. Um, But they're real. Corey Davis, I think, can be a good number one receiver. You know, I I don't think it's a crazy statement to say he's a top 20 receiver in the league, and bottom of the top 20. And then you have Jamison Crowder, who's been proven to be one of the best slot receivers in the game. Um, Elijah Moore, a guy who could play in the slot and play outside, wherever you want to put him. And then you still have your second-round pick from last year, who's a bit of a question mark right now. And Denzel I've Mims, heard a lot of not-so-good things. He had food poisoning um, from eating a ba- uh, bad salmon. He was 20 pounds underweight, so he's still trying to get back up to there. Um, I think Mims is a good player. I think he's a raw prospect. And...
0: Has he played yet? Has he practiced?
1: He played in the preseason. He actually he, he actually okay. had a good game okay. against the Giants. He he converted a third and like sixteen, where he broke like two tackles. But I think men's could be a good player. The only thing that concerns me is the scheme fit because this is a type of scheme where it's a lot of play action, uh, throwing, hitting guys you know uh, across the, the middle, running across the middle of the field and stuff. I think Denzel Mims is more of a Kenny Galladay type of receiver where he's acrobatic, he can make the spectacular catch, You could, he has great length, you kind of throw him open kind of a thing. Not the best route runner, um, so I don't know how he'll fit into the scheme, I think they'll find a place for him, but will he be able to reach his full potential? I don't know, um, I'm not an expert, but... Yeah, the, even with Keelan Cole, that's a... You know, Keelan Cole is nothing to look twice at, but for a number five, five receiver on the team, that's fantastic. Yeah. So I completely forgot about Mims. Right. I think the thing that goes over everybody's head, though, with this team is the importance of the tight end. And that's the only thing that I'm very concerned about with this offense. Um, I think other things you can get by. You know, they still have question marks at center and right guard and maybe even right tackle still, even after signing Morgan Moses. Did he play the um, There's still a... a competition going between Morgan Moses and George Fan. Apparently, the, he doesn't have that spot sealed up, Moses. So, that's competition's good. It always makes always players good. play better. Um, but, running back, I think, you know, they don't have a clear standout, you know, name at running back. Tevin Coleman's the most recognizable one, but they have some young guys and Ty Johnson Ty and Johnson. Michael Carter and La- Michael Pirine, so... We'll see what happens there. I think Michael Carter will have a good role for this offense, but yeah, back to the tight end. Chris Herndon as your number one tight end. Mm. I don't think that's going to go on the whole season, to be honest with you. I think um, Tyler Croft is going to take over that role, maybe even Ryan Griffin. But let me just on, let me just double check something here. Um. Yeah. Okay. We're good. No, because Tyler, I always get Tyler Croft confused with like all those former Bills tight ends are so freaking similar. Um, I used to get him and, well, Dawson Knox is still on the Bills. Yes. But I used to get him and Dawson Knox mixed up oh, all good. the time. So I had to make sure that I was talking about the right guy here. Was he not on the, was he on the Bengals? Um, yeah. Right? When I don't know if there. he was with the Bengals first. I think he was with the Bengals first and then the Bills. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So.
0: The direction of the Jets is is very good. And, you know, I think they, they're going to play in a really tough division. Yeah. That's the thing. I think the Patriots are going to win 9, 10 games. I think the Dolphins are going to win 9, 10 games. I think the Bills are here's I think the big, Bills, winning the Super Bowl. I think Bowl. the
1: Bills are the one of the favorites in the AFC for sure. But I was uh, actually... Well, I'm, you know,
0: what I'm trying to say is yeah, wins ahead. are going to like... like the, If the Jets don't win 7 games, and I know fan, like casual fans will be like, Oh, well, they only won like 4 or 5 games. As long as everything looks good.
1: Right. Exactly. A, as long as you're seeing things are starting to you it's know, a tough I mean, division. As long as they're competitive. Yeah. If they if exactly, if they go five and twelve, but they're in every game, they're right, they had some tough breaks Wilson or whatever. Looks good. Wilson looks good, right? So guys who you want to be on the twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four jets and everything like that, they're developing and playing better. Exactly. Um but you know, I was I was having this argument with um, our boss. And he's all over the Patriots. I know. And I just just don't see it. Listen, I understand. I told him this. I said, you're drinking the Belichick Kool-Aid too much. The Patriots, Belichick's a great coach, and the Patriots obviously know how to win. But... I don't see that team being more than an eight-win team this year to be honest with you I think they're right around there I think the defense will be better but that offense still has so many question marks around it even let's start off with the most important position who's the quarterback going to be
0: Well I'll tell you who the quarterback should be Matt Jones should be Matt Jones you know why it should be Matt Jones a Mac Jones is smart he will not turn the ball over and he's accurate. Right. Which is perfect for any offense, but specifically the offense that they run because that's how Brady was. Right. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but he's going to, if you need to go downfield 30, 40 yards, he's going to be accurate.
1: But then again, Newton does offer other things that Mac Jones doesn't. He offers a uh, number team. one athleticism, obviously.
0: What else? Can't throw the ball.
1: Well, right. His his arm strength <laughs> has deteriorated and accuracy um, due to age he's and, terrible. and injury. But um,
0: He's not a starting quarterback in this league. I don't think so. I don't think he is either. I don't think Cam. I, I think
1: Cam was obviously a fantastic player, but I think he's kind of past his days here. Um, I think he's more in, like, the, I don't know, but one of the best backups in the league now yeah. type of a thing. You know, like a Teddy Bridgewater type, where Teddy Bridgewater is, like, bottom Where is Teddy Bridgewater? Level, he's in Denver. Right. Bottom level starter, great backup kind of a thing. Um, Andy Dalton, all those guys, right? So... I don't know, but I think, the, I, think Jones, I think the Bills have that division to lose. That's It's their division to lose. And Miami is... I mean, if if Tua turns out to be a good quarterback, they're going to be friggin' loaded. They
0: don't need Tua to be a great quarterback. They just need Tua to almost be like a game manager.
1: And they're going to win games. Yeah, the defense they're, they're, is really if they, good. If they want to talk Super Bowl... I'm not in talking the, Super Bowl. No, I'm talking about in a couple of years. If oh. they want to talk Super Bowl, they're going to need Tua to be great. Oh, yes. But I don't think talk about the the, the capital and the oh my god. Yeah, I'm just All about the draft capital they have. I don't think
0: they're going to need to it to be great because I think they're going to ship Tua out. Right. And get a big time whether it's Deshaun Watson.
1: Speaking of Tua, this uh, is the thing I wanted to talk about uh, before. Yeah, sure. And we were just talking please. about Cam Newton, please. So I follow U Stadium on Instagram. I recommend everybody follow them. They oh, always post good plugged. stuff about the NFL. Very and um, yeah. And uh, they post fun questions like this all the time, little polls, whatever. So they said, you have to pick one of these quarterbacks to win a game. Who are you taking? To me, this is an extremely easy decision, mm-hmm. but I want to hear your take. So your options are this is for one game, you just need to win the game. Tua, Cam Newton. Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz. Okay, three guys I'm taking off of here are Cam
0: Newton, Jared Goff, and Daniel Jones. Those three guys completely off the list. Okay. This is easy. Actually, it's not easy. I'm between two guys. To me, it's easy. I'm taking Wentz.
1: Mm -hmm. I'm taking Kirk. I'm really
0: close to Kirk, but I I like Wentz.
1: I think it's... Flat out disrespectful that Kirk Cousins is even in this discussion. I mean, you're putting him in the same boat as Daniel Jones and Cam Newton and Tua. Um, I think Kirk's been underrated his whole career. He's a good quarterback. I would say he's right now. If I had to rank the quarterbacks, he's definitely top fifteen in my mind. Um, So, you know, none of these guys are even like on their current
0: teams or just in general. Just in general,
1: the play. You're just taking the player. I mean, Carson Wentz is probably Wentz, the most talented guy Wentz here. Wentz can
0: put you over the top. He's the most talented, no but,
1: but let's not forget that Carson Wentz was the worst quarterback in football last year. So, yeah, I'm taking Kirk easily. I'm, like not, even, not, not even, not even thinking, close. Not now even you're a Wentz twice. guy like me. Um, I'm. You're going I, off. I don't, I don't like the Wentz hate. I think he still a, could be a good quarterback, but I think he's still got a lot of things to figure out. And yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking Kirk.
0: Okay, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, About a little bit. They used to be. Because you know sir- what it is with Kirk, he does nothing fancy, right? He's not a he's not a you know athletic looking guy. We saw him do the gritty in the end zone last oh, year. He looked like an old man, but that's that's what Kirk, makes Kirk Kirk.
0: You know. Oh, that's what makes Kirk. Kirk is right. Mm-hmm. There used to be an, an Instagram account done. called Whistle Sports.
1: Ah, I, I found that. Yep. It was Wait, like they don't, bench they don't cut. Exist anymore I don't know. Oh, start bench them. cut. Star you know, bench we should cut. do that. Well, yeah, we'll do. We'll add that as a little segment. I, I
0: love that. I miss that. I used. I mean, now it's like overblown. But like, right. I, they were the first like account right. on social media that I saw. Dude, mm. those are fun. Um, our friend Dennis actually called our radio, my radio show, and he asked, "Start bench cut teams. Okay,
1: oh,
0: Packers, Giants, Jets. The
1: hell? Yeah. Um, well, starting the Packers."
0: Oh, sorry, for the next five years. Oh, okay. That's, so, yeah. that's a big one. Sorry, I forgot um, that. I'm starting I'm gonna the Jets. Start,
1: I'm going to start the Packers. Mm. I'm going to bench the Jets, and I'm going to cut the Giants.
0: For the next five years.
1: Yeah, because when I think about it, the Packers are a stable organization who knows how to draft and, you know, stay competitive. Yeah. I think they have a great head coach. So uh, they would be, like, the safest pick. And then I think the Jets have a lot of potential with, you know, we don't know about the head coaching hire. There's still question marks there, but things are looking up. Um, and the giants, I think you just look at the quarterback situation and I don't love it. And then Saquon's going to be gone. And some guys, you know, Kenny gowdy's going to be up there in age. I don't know what they're going to look like five years from now. Yeah. So I, was... I think they'll, you know, they could be a, the best, one of the best teams in the NFL in five years. I don't know, but the way I see it right now, that's, that's the way I'm going.
0: Yeah. I agree with you. It was, the Giants and the Packers were close, but I ended up I think saying the, the Packers. Right. So I would just bench and get rid of the Giants. There, Listen, okay. listen Jones has a nice year. He's, right, he's got to um, he's got to prove you something, right?
1: Right. And I can't believe it's only his third year. I keep thinking it's his fourth year.
0: It's his third year. Yeah. It's um, and it's a big one.
1: A lot of pressure on him for his third year.
0: Well, it's just it's More the same thing as Donald. Right. Donald had the same amount of pressure going yeah. into that. Third year and it's. it's but, Don- but Donalds
1: was different because Donalds was way more optimistic. Daniel Jones is like, don't screw it up. Dan- Sam Donald was like, now he's gonna finally get it together. This I think year, I think like that's
0: that. just a Jeff fan thing. You sure? I never thought so. To Sam- me,
1: in the sports media and radio and everything, it has a different feel to it with Daniel.
0: I Jones. never thought Sam-, Sam Donald was gonna succeed with the New York Jets. Not once. Um, no, sorry, not once in- for that third year. Right. For that going into that third year, I I just had a feeling that was going to happen because because yeah. like, of his head coach, right. he was put in a position to fail. I think he's going to be well, pretty good with Carolina.
1: Well, luckily, it seems like Zach Wilson has been his, starting his career in a much better situation. It's and like hopefully that. He Joe sucked.
0: Douglas looked at what Mike Mcagnon did and said, "Okay, I'm going to do the exact right. opposite I'm of not what he I'm did." to
1: Give money to throw my money away to all these old free agents, yeah. and you know. Not care about the offensive line. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think um, I think the the Giants' season is weird. Like the outlook on the Giants' season, I think is weird because of this. I I think people consider last uh, in the twenty twenty season of kind of like that was a step in the right direction, but and that's because of the defense and right. The coach. I was gonna
1: say that. I think one side of the ball took a right a good step in the. But right it's
0: direction. we it's weird because. People have that feeling. Of, okay, the Giants could be good, and they look at the offensive side of the ball, and they're like, he, "He has to play well." Right,
1: and I said that you know a couple episodes ago. I said things can get very toxic. Toxic with this offense, and if they it all rides toxic with the is
0: the right word. Bad, no, terrible. I think no, that's I'm the saying, right I'm word. I'm saying
1: toxic because. All of a sudden, now you're, if Daniel Jones plays like crap, now you're thinking, oh my God, they have to get a quarterback, and now you're saying, oh, we allocated all this money to Kenny Galladay, to me, and we know he's going to be able to throw him the Jim, ball. to me,
0: toxic is Kenny Galladay, like, throwing his helmet in, that's toxic to me. Okay. Bad, bad situation. Right, I'm not that's saying what this going to be like an Eagles situation it's, where, you know, the But that's what you mean when you say toxic. I don't think toxic is the right word.
1: I just think alright fine I won't use the word toxic I think things can go downhill quick with this
0: offense oh 100% there you go yeah I agree with you 100% there There you go and it's not good and I don't think it's gonna be because of the offensive line if that's what happens again you have the talent on the outside you know you do right is he gonna have the time to get him the ball is Saquon healthy is Saquon playing well Mm -hmm. does Saquon have holes to run through yeah pause
1: I'm so excited to get to um this episode before the season starts, when we do oh, our old yeah. divisional breakdowns and What's and the date on that? And, well, opening uh, weekend is September 12th, is that Sunday, but then you have the Thursday night game of Cowboys-Bucks, which I just told you before we started recording, I just started watching Hard Knocks, I'm about right. halfway through, um, and they're going to somehow make me like the Cowboys here. I love Dak. I'm a big Dak guy. The guy's been through a, a ton. You know, his brother with the suicide and the surgery last The injury last year. So, I'm really rooting for Dak to succeed. The Cowboys, I'm not a big Jerry Jones guy. and you know sure the, the, Jerry Jones. the Cowboys fans are extremely annoying. But, I'm rooting for Dak this year. I hope he has a good year.
0: I don't think you're going to have to root for him. I think he's going to have a really good year. Right. So, we're going to have to record that Tuesday, the 7th. Release yeah. it the 8th.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, boom. That's perfect.
0: Well, t- wait, no, no, it will be one. Day. We the just ninth. have to wait. The ninth is the Thursday the ninth night. is the ger- oh okay, yeah. night. So we'll record that Tuesday night, right? Release it the Wednesday. Oh yeah, and then we'll have an episode that Thursday night.
1: Yep,
0: nice. We are we're, we're all set up now. Oh yeah, we're all. Set- I can't. That's gonna be an exciting show. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I think the Cowboys are gonna be very good. Yeah, I saw um a picture of all, like they're all. Offensive weapons. It was Zeke, Dak, Ceedee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup yeah. all lined up, not you know in full uniform. Right. And I'm like, who's stopping that? With an offensive line that's that well, good. we
1: know how great their offense was last year before Dak got hurt. But the problem was they were just getting into shootouts because the defense was terrible.
0: Well, they were pl- it played well too with Andy Dalton. They scored right. points toward the end right, of that did. with Andy Dalton. When you look at,
1: but on that the defensive side of the ball, the secondary is obviously the biggest question mark, but. When you look at that linebackers room, holy crap! You got Jalen Smith, who one of my favorite players of the right, and has dealt with a lot of injuries, and and some people are questioning if he's the same player now and everything, and we'll see about that. Leighton Vander Esch, and then the first round pick from this year, Micah Parsons. I and mean, Van
0: Der Esch has looked kind of like a bust last year. Right. Did he not play well last year? Right. I
1: think he got banged up too. Oh, okay. But um, I mean, the Cowboys linebackers. With, I mean, Sean Lee just retired. He was a guy who battled injuries too. So hopefully the same thing doesn't happen to Parsons, but I think Parsons is gonna be a beast. Parsons was we were talking about before the season. Parsons he opted out, correct? Of the college yeah. football season. Before um the college football season started, we were talking about Micah Parsons as the best defensive player in the draft. And he still got picked as the third the third defender off the board, I think, right after JC yeah, Warren and Patrick Sertain. Yeah. So he's yeah. Talk about uh an Isaiah Simmons type of guy where he's He's a linebacker, but he's fast and he can play on the outside and whatever. But
0: he's going to be all over the field for them. If he's that gonna be really, a, if that defensive line, listen, it all just starts with that defensive line. If you get pressure, your second take a lot of pressure off your secondary, right. and your secondary will play better, even if it's kind of the way the
1: Jets are trying to go at it with their defense this right. year. Um, and the way Robert Sala did it in San Francisco, bring a lot of pressure to the quarterback, play some zone defense, and make the quarterback take what the defense gives you and make quick decisions because, you know, once the pass rush slows down and he can sit back there all day and, and go to his third read, then you're in trouble.
0: Yeah, like Mac Jones with Devonta Smith in the national championship game.
1: Right, exactly.
0: I mean, the Jets will have money, though. They should go get a corner. Yeah. They'll have the money. Yeah. They'll just spend a little bit. Steve Kelvin. All right, when we come back, we're going to do a list, which is our, like we said, top five um, rookie quarterbacks, how we think their career is going to be, and then we're going to get into some baseball. Oh, how excited am I for that? <laughs> we will be right back.
1: The S D Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcasts at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now.
0: Here we go, episode twenty-eight of the Hardline Sports Talk. Michael Merlo, John Michael Massiri. We are going to. Well, I almost went right into baseball. We have our list to do. Yeah. So let's do our list. Top five rookie quarterbacks. How we think their careers are
1: going to pan out. Yeah. You want to go? You want? Sure.
0: Coming sure. in
1: at number five. Listen, I don't think this class. Is gonna. I think everybody might turn out to be at least a good quarterback, you know, solid quarterback. We you know that nev- it
0: never happens. It never
1: happens, I know. But it really is, it, it reminds me of the, the 2018 class, and obviously we know one of those guys, Josh Rosen, has turned out to be not even a starting caliber player in the league. So, like you said, it, it's probably not going to happen. But my number five is Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears. Um, I think Fields is a solid prospect, but I just don't see it with him panning out in the NFL. And I look at the situation he's in with the Bears, and I don't know how much I trust Matt Nagy. And I don't know. I just don't see it working out there. So Justin Fields is going to be my – he was my least favorite prospect probably, him or Mac Jones coming out, so he's, he's going to be my
0: number five. I liked him in college. I loved Fields at Ohio State, but he comes in at five for me, too. I think the situation with the Bears ties into it. The Bears haven't had a franchise quarterback in a really long time, if right. they've ever even had one. And I think... Um, I don't see it working. I don't know if his arm's strong enough. He can move, but that might not be a good right. thing he fumbled a couple of times right. and he's not the biggest guy.
1: Taking care of the ball, we've seen he's can, he can get a little turnover prone.
0: Yeah, so, I, listen, like you said, it feels like all five of these guys can be good, and I, it wouldn't shock me if Fields was good, but it never happens, right. and I'm going to take the guess that Fields is the guy that, you know, busts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number four for me. This is this is tricky. I flip flop with this back and forth. Okay. Okay. I'm between Zach Wilson and Mac Jones, and I'm gonna go Mac Jones at four. I think Mac Jones is gonna be very good. I think he's gonna work in New England. He's accurate, like we said. He's smart. He's right. not gonna turn the ball over. So I feel good about Mac Jones. And the system that he's in with with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, I think is going to help. He reminds me too much of Brady—the way he looks, the way he throws—like the comparisons to like. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but he's accurate, right. and he doesn't really turn the ball over. I don't know—it's—it's it's, it's eerily similar. Right. I'm not saying he's going to be Brady by any stretch of the imagination, but I think he could be similar and win them games.
1: Um, Matt Jones is also my number four. I think he, like you said, he is similar to Brady in terms of the way he plays. But I think, you know, he's he's Walmart Brady in every category across the board. Um, I, I really don't see him being anything more than an uh, an average quarterback in this league.
0: You think like a Jimmy G um, almost?
1: Yeah, maybe something like that. But he doesn't have the arm strength. I mean, I'm watching his preseason tape, uh, you know, from the other day. He, he made a nice throw down the sideline, but he had a couple of passes where, you know, guys were catching them at their feet, and his ball just, just – loses it you know his ball loses speed as it goes it it dips um he doesn't have great arm strength at at all so he's gonna be my number four I think Mac Jones will be a solid quarterback like I said I think he's just from the fact that he's in such a great system that's why he'll be able to succeed somewhat but I don't see him being anything more than you know like you said like uh Jimmy Garoppolo type guy in the league uh my number three might catch some heat for this one I got Trevor Lawrence of the Mm. Jacksonville Jaguars at my number three. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is a mightily talented quarterback. Obviously, we know how tremendous of a prospect he is. But I don't think it's going to work in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer. And even if, you know, I understand that you don't live and die through one head coach. You know, the next head coach that comes in could coach him up and he could end up being good. But... I don't see it working out in Jacksonville for Trevor Lawrence. I think it's a dysfunctional organization. Um, and I don't think it's going to work with Urban Meyer. I, I just don't see him succeeding that well in Jacksonville. There's nothing to criticize about him, the prospect. Yeah. I just don't think it's going to work out for him.
0: I told you my bold prediction about the Jaguars, right? Mm-mm. I think they're going to be in the AFC Championship game in three years.
1: Wow. No. I think
0: Urban Meyer is going to work. I've got um, Zach Wilson coming in at three. I think Wilson's going to be the next franchise, well, the franchise quarterback for the Jets. Yeah. What was the last? Yeah. Joe Namath. What was the last one? Chad Pennington. Exactly. The franchise quarterback for the New York Jets. I think it's going to work. I think he is in like. Kyle Shanahan wanted Zach Wilson badly for okay. that team because of the system that he's in, and Mike LaFleur is bringing it over to the Jets with Rob Zala. and I. It's just he's going to fit perfectly into that yeah. offense. Might take a year. Who cares? It seems
1: like that's why it's it's. Oh, I don't want to say frustrates me. It confuses me as a Jets fan. All this functionality of the organization is confusing <laughs> me. Because so you're telling me that we got the most probably the most desired head coaching candidate. We've drafted a good offensive line so far, and we got a young quarterback. Who people around the league like and fits perfectly into this offensive scheme that we're putting in place. Yep. Like I said, all that functionality is—it's honestly concerning me. It's a little concerning. It like seems it's too, too it's perfect too good to be true. Yeah, yeah so, I, I feel
0: that way in a lot of cases. But go on. Yeah, I think I think Wilson's gonna work. I I think he's very talented. He has the upside to be one on this list, but um, I think the other guys have more upside. Okay. Do I need Mm two? Trevor Lawrence. Like I said, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to work. I think he's... It's obvious that he's insane. Right. He's got everything you want. And the long hair. (laughs) He's got a great arm. He can move. He's big. Mm -hmm. He seems like he's a smart guy. Right. Didn't really turn the ball over a lot in college. I think it's going to work. I think Urban Meyer is a good fit there. I know you don't like Urban Meyer. I think Urban Meyer is one of the best pure football coaches in the world. Yeah. And, um... That's number two.
1: Cool. My number two, Trey Lance of the San Francisco 49ers. Um, you want to talk about good situation and great coaching staff and everything like that? Trey Lance is put right in there. Um, great, just great prospect. Can run, can throw on the run. Has a strong arm. Um, good build. He's what is he about six four? You know, whatever he is. Um, I think Trey Lance is going to succeed mightily in San Francisco. He's got all the weapons he needs. Like I said, talk about the coaching staff. Uh, A raw prospect, for sure. Kind of reminds me of Josh Allen coming out of college. guy who has a lot of upside and was about the third-ranked guy out of everybody. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't even think of that. You're 100% right. You could see a very high ceiling for him. And um, I think Josh Allen right now would be... Nothing if it wasn't for the situation he was put in because obviously, with a raw talent like that, you need the right people to put around him and develop. And that's not putting down Josh Allen, I'm just saying it's that's what it takes in the NFL coaching to build these guys up. So, I think Trey Lance has that, and I think that's why he will succeed in San Francisco. So, he's my number two and my number one, obviously, the only guy that's left here. Um, I how could I not put this put Zach Wilson number oh, yeah. one? I had to, um. And yeah, I think I think it's obviously any of these guys is arguable for the list. Um, it's a five year from now forecast, so you really don't know. But I think Wilson, we talked about, it, he's been put in a very solid situation so far, and I think him and the coaching staff and everybody's going to grow together. And um, arguably the the best prospect in this draft. I mean, people, you saw Chris Sims and other guys saying mm. it that Zach Wilson's the be- the best all-around prospect that there is even better than Trevor Lawrence. So, I'm going with my boy, uh, Wall Street Wilson, at uh, number one. And he's got the, the good looks down. So, that that's always he's a plus. He's definitely a good-looking guy. Yeah. Kind of yeah. looks like he's 12, but mm. the memes are pretty funny. Him, like, in the Home Alone movies and the Disney Channel commercials. I like him. The SAT book, too. I like yes. Him.
0: Yeah. You had to know when Flores is going to have some kind of big hit for the Giants this weekend. <laughs> um... Trey Lance is my uh, number one. I've been in love with Trey Lance for over a year now. I think he is just perfect. There's nothing wrong with this kid. Right. Literally, right. I think that comparison to Allen is is actually really, really. It's a really good comparison yeah. because I just think uh, Lance is smaller than him, he's shorter than him. Right. But I think he's more athletic than Allen, and he's being put in the perfect situation at the perfect time.
1: Right. Which like, I'd say. Allen's a little more similar to like Cam Newton's build. He's yes, like six, five, you know, built guy. And and Trey Lance's build, he's 6'4", 220 pounds.
0: Yeah, I, I just I I think the most upside in this draft. I think you talk about perfect prospect. I think it's this guy. I th- I think it's Trey Lance. They they really do. He hasn't. He has a nice arm. He showed that with that eighty yard bomb. How he threw that ball probably like 40, 50 yards. Yeah. He's, he's so impressive, and I'm so excited to see him. He should start day one in San Francisco, and I think he's going to be a Super Bowl champion one day. Let's
1: see. All right, so I'll recap, and I have um, Captain. Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Trey Lance, and Zach Wilson. I've
0: got Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, and Trey Lance. Cool. Oh. Let's switch it over to Major League Baseball. baby. Yeah, baby. Um, Yankees won tonight, 2-1, Makeup game against the Angels. Garrett Cole, how long did he go? He only won five five and two-thirds. Five and two-thirds, you have one run. Looked good in his return from the COVID IL. He's gone, what, two weeks, two and a half weeks?
1: Um, Yeah, just about two weeks.
0: So that's good to see him back and looking good. Um, You want to start there? You want to start with the Mets? We'll
1: start with the New York Yankees. Yeah, start with the Yankees. Yeah, good win today, 2-1. to one. Um, Joey Gallo with the two-run bomb. He's been very hot lately. Had a multi-homer game the other day. I think he's homered in three straight. Oh, you know, look at that. Night. Yeah, Saturday, Not Sunday, Monday. And he yeah. almost went deep in the Field of Dreams game. flew out to the wall, uh, which we don't have to talk about that game. But no, almost, um yeah, Great. Comes. Listen, you said it the other day, and I'm like, you know what? He's right. The Yankees' bullpen has been – they've blown so many games this year, and the Yankees have had so many – it seems like every two weeks, it's, oh, that's the worst loss of the year. Oh, no, this, this, this is the worst loss of the year. I mean, how many losses of the year can there be? But um, you said it. The way they've been able to bounce back and win games, win important games after terrible, even in the middle of the game, before the game's over, like the other day, when Jose Abreu with the game-time home run, and then they go out and put a four spot in the top of the uh, 10th inning. So they've been very impressive in that way. They've been through a lot of adversity with injuries and COVID and blown leads and everything. So, listen, if the Yankees won the World Series this year, the name of the video is going to be "It Don't Come Easy." But uh, yeah, I love what I'm seeing right now. They've just been playing very good baseball.
0: The way they are able to win games after these incredibly tough losses, like like you said, you have, they have a, a loss where you're like a oh, loss of the year. That's the worst loss of the year. And they come back and they win those the next one, like the, the Field of Dreams game. Yeah. That's a tough loss. Not the worst loss of the year, but no. that's a tough loss. And you come back and you win that game, even though they tried to lose it.
1: That one was more heartbreak than embarrassment. Right, the Field of Dreams game. And now you got even. I mean, even Sunday though,
0: like Sunday was this close mm-hmm. to being the worst loss of the year. Yeah. I thought, I thought Wendy Peralta was going to blow it. Right. I, I seriously thought he was going to blow it. They were hit it. They had a couple of straight hits, the White Sox, that ninth. And... The minute
1: uh, that Litke walked Moncada to start yeah. the inning, I'm like... Here we go. Dude, you can't be up 7-3 and you you walk the guy to freaking Or 5-1, I'm 5-1. sorry. 5-1. Um, you can't be up 5-1 and walk the guy to start the inning. Throw a freaking fastball right to the What's the worst going can happen? It's a solo home run. It's 5-2. Well, who... Who do they have in the pen at the back end of that pen right now? Um, well, Zach Britton was supposed to be the closer and had that work out. So didn't
0: he go to Boone and say, yeah, "I don't want to said, be the closer"? I don't want to be
1: the closer. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that is insanity. Uh, Jonathan Lewaiziga, um, Wandy Green. Peralta, Chad Green, who Who's did this Rodriguez nice kid. today. Uh, Jolie Rodriguez, who they got in the Joey Gallo trade. But they've had some guys step up for them recently. Steven Riding's the big substitute teacher who throws 100 miles an hour. Works good. He pitched two innings yesterday. Yeah. Um, And then Albert Abreu came in today again, pitched well. And then you have uh, coming back from the COVID IL, hopefully very soon, Clay Holmes, who they got from the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, Britain, though. Not good. And we need Chapman to come back and hopefully be the Chapman we know. Desperately, Because that's that's
0: a question mark still. Like, yes, the bullpen's been... Can I say bad? Yeah. Bullpen's been bad. And you've got Chapman who's been shaky all year. And but, you're relying on him to come back from an injury. But now.
1: honestly, I think a reason for why the bullpen's been bad, too, is... The workload. Yeah. I mean, with Garrett Cole and Jordan Montgomery going on the COVID, the COVID list... um, And you have to have bullpen days. And, and guys come up from AAA and pitch for you. And not go deep into games. And... It's tough. It's tough, and I think one of the Yankees' team MVPs, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but Nestor Cortez has been unbelievable for this team. Yeah. I mean, his ERA is under two five. He can come out of the bullpen. He can be an opener. He can be a starter. He does everything, and he held the White Sox to one run ball and sit through six innings yeah, was, on Sunday. That was very impressive. impressive. Very it, impressive.
0: It's huge, and he he shouldn't go unnoticed when they get guys back here. And he's right. gonna he's not. He's gonna help this yeah. team out.
1: And Rizzo's coming back soon, hopefully, which should help the lineup. They've been hitting well, but, you know, Anthony Rizzo, it seems like, helped the lineup tremendously when he was there. And Aaron Judge, they're, listen, they're the guys are hot right now. Gallo and Judge are on fire right now. Which
0: Imagine that. Imagine having to face LeMahieu, Judge, or LeMahieu, Rizzo, Judge, Stanton, Gallo. Mm. If I told you that a few years ago, you would have said, wow, good Incredible. freaking the, yeah. luck. Yeah, they just gotta get this bullpen figured out, and if they if they can figure out the bullpen, because they just beat up, in my opinion, on the team that I think is going to the World Series, right. they probably the White
1: Sox. should have swept this series, and they swept them earlier in the year. So yeah. yeah, they're five and one against them this year. That that'll conclude their series against them this season. But and I
0: was I was talking to somebody today. I was like, I would say the Yankees are a, a nice bet to to go to, you know, your local sportsbook and put them down for right. a World Series. I can't do that with that bullpen. Right, that Something's got Something to change. Exactly. Chapman's like, got to come back and be Chapman from the first two months of the season. And other guys got to figure out and go into play. So I, got to say I-, that. I got an
1: idea for you, right? Yankees need bullpen help. And they have some guys. Corey Kluber's going to come back soon. Um, why not bring Luis Severino back as a reliever for the rest of the year? And then you work him up to go back to being a starter next year. I really don't think that's a crazy idea.
0: So what would the rotation be? So, it would be
1: so a, pl- a fully healthy playoff rotation Cole would be Garrett Cole, Jamison Tyon, Corey Kluber, and Jordan Montgomery. Okay. I don't know what order you would start those guys, yeah. right? Then you could have Severino come out of the bullpen. He could go multiple innings if you need him to. Um, obviously, we know how great his stuff is. He could definitely be an overpowering reliever. That's not terrible. The so, Mets are doing
0: the same thing with Syndergaard. Right. Right. Yeah, that's not a bad idea Because Severino's
1: at all. not going to come back, and then if you want to pitch him in the playoffs too, you're going to need him to give you innings. You're, you're telling me by, you know, hopefully the Yankees are in it, by October
0: he's gonna be willing Severino's going to go seven, gonna eight, go, yeah, give innings. you
1: 100 pitches, give you seven innings exactly? No, you're, no,
0: hun- you're 100% right about that. It makes sense. If he was to not have that setback and he was, you know, coming back now, yeah.
1: And that's all things lining up perfect. I think they're going to have to do that. Because you're the, gonna all right, want to right, I hate to say it, but things like this usually sort themselves out because the Yankees have seven good starting pitchers, but they'll probably won't have seven healthy good starting pitchers. Uh-huh. But let's just say in a perfect world they do. Luis Gil, Domingo Herman, and Luis Severino, two of those guys are going to have to go into the bullpen. Where's Herman? Herman is on uh, the IL with okay. shoulder problems.
0: Okay. Herman can be a candidate to go to the. Yeah, uh, he's pitched out of the bullpen. Yeah, that would be, I would like that too. So, You're right, though. You're not going to be able to stretch Severino out by the mm-hmm. time the postseason starts. Yeah. So you might as well have him be valuable in the bullpen right. where he can give you possibly three or four innings. Right. You're 100% right about that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe not closing games, but, you know, yeah. a situation might arise well, where you knows? need yeah, in innings.
1: Exactly. Yeah, Jonathan Lewisigo was a starting pitcher. Now he's our best reliever this year. So, he's it's really doable.
0: Good. Yeah. The, the Yankees are definitely trending in the right direction. They are... Two games out of a wild card and five and a half back of the division. The Rays won tonight. What are
1: they? Fourteen games over now.
0: They're fourteen games over, and they start a big series. Versus, how many games are they playing against
1: Boston? Three. They play a doubleheader tomorrow, and they play on Wednesday with with Andrew Heaney on the hill.
0: Oh, and they still they're still doing that. Yeah, they they're are. Still still doing that, doing um, that, they're still doing that. Um, they're still doing that, that where they derby thing where yeah. they put the tee down and Andrew Heaney walks the, the ball machine, over yeah. and oh okay. Yeah, that's that's good. Why is that again? I don't know. Oh, Montgomery's not back yet. Like, and... yeah.
1: No, Montgomery's actually pitching tomorrow, the first game of the doubleheader.
0: Well, well, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. There's no reason for injury. Yeah. Is there any reason? Where's Luis Heal?
1: Luis Heel is pitching the second game of the doubleheader tomorrow. Uh,
0: he just got no pitchers right now.
1: Dude, I mean, I'd rather, Tyone? I'd rather have an opener. Tyone, I think, is gonna be pitching in the game Thursday. I guess.
0: 20th. Where's he been? Has he hurt? No, you he's him? healthy.
1: He just pitched. Um, he pitched Saturday? Yes. How'd Saturday. he pitch? He pitched okay. Okay. Hold on. Wait, why am I on Saturday, August 7th?
0: Oh, that would be a week and a half ago. Yeah.
1: Um, he help. pitched on Saturday. He went five innings, gave up three runs.
0: Okay, not bad. So, um, yeah, they're doing that Andrew Heaney thing still. Cool. Yeah. So, um, hopefully cool hopefully the Yankees can figure that out. And like you said, they're right in the thick of this. They right. are... Um,
1: like you said, they got Garrett Cole back today. He pitched great... Five and two thirds, one run, had nine strikeouts. So, yeah, I mean, they gotta they gotta keep winning these close games and just keep grinding and, and looking ahead. And like you said, when we talk about there, the Red Sox are in front of them and they need to win these games. And oh, I'm always checking the, the scores, hoping the Red Sox are losing. Blah, blah blah. When you gotta beat these teams when you play them. That's the bottom line. When you play them, you have to beat them.
0: You two games back, you have a chance tomorrow to be tied for the second wild card spot. Right. So, um. They, yeah, you're right. They got to take advantage. They haven't been great against Boston. Their last series, they were good when they um really had um the COVID issues. Yeah. So, let's see. Where is it? Uh, Yankee Stadium or Fenway? Yankee Stadium. Nice. Okay. So, you're going to have home field advantage. You got, yeah, you got two out of three.
1: They have two more series against them.
0: This one and another one.
1: Yeah. Two they out of three. Two out of three, exactly.
0: That's how you got to look at The Yankees have now won 11 straight series.
1: Have they really? Yeah. Wow, look at you knowing that. I didn't even know that. I know. That's... Well, Amazing.
0: Well, you know, you know, idiots and stuff. All right. Let's go to depression. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, I'm actually, I'm done. I'm just out. Yeah. I'm
1: done. Oh, you're checked out. Really? I'm checked out. Like, you weren't just watching the game. I'm watching right 15 now. 15 minutes ago. Oh, I'm, yeah. You're I'm, watching I'm right. checked out.
0: I'm yeah. done. Oh, yeah. I'm watching this now just so what that you I can. are watching, like, one eye open? Uh, I'm, I'm flipping between the tabs here. Um, Kevin Gossman on the mound for the Giants. It's 2 nothing in the top of the fifth. The, the Mets are playing this just great part of their schedule right now, where they play 13 straight against the two best teams in the NL. It's, I it's, saw... It's fun.
1: They're the the first team since the 1980 Toronto oh. Blue Jays to be playing teams over their next 13 games, teams with a combined win percentage of 600 or more, 100 games through the season. No, the, f- the first time since the
0: 1980 no, what, what else we want to do? Yeah. Gonna, go on. The Mets actually set a record last night. What? The longest consecutive streak of games without a triple. Yeah.
1: What? Yeah. That's such a weird stat. What, yeah. what
0: it was it? How long? I think it's like 60 or 80 games. Oh, my it's, God. oh yeah. It's like 68 games. Yeah. You want to hear something funny? What? Billy McKinney hit a triple for the Dodgers over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that that's happening. That's basically the season summed up yeah, right there. Yeah, that's
1: the Mets for you. Exactly.
0: All right, so we a couple weeks ago, I was like going. The Mets were struggling, but they weren't. They were still in first, mm-hmm. and we were talking about you know positions of need. Where are they going to need to improve? And I said, well, they're going to need a couple of outfield spots in third base. Mm-hmm. I've it's changed. Terrifying. I've changed my opinion.
1: What?
0: Two guys stay. Two guys are staying.
1: Oh, uh, you want what you want? Actually,
0: by. three guys are staying. Sorry, Pete Alonso stays. Francisco Lindor stays. Actually, two guys staying. Brandon M.O. ain't staying. Brandon M.O., goodbye. I'm a big Brandon wow. M.O. fan. Brandon M.O., fourth outfielder. Why? Can't stay healthy. You, you brought that point up. You're right. I mean, this year wasn't his fault. He got hit in the hand. But
1: right. you he's know, never healthy. Him and... It's kind of creepy how him and Aaron Hicks are very similar. Oh, They're both injury-prone guys who are very good at getting on base. And... I mean, is that, is that really it? I love that
0: about Nimmo, though. Like, I don't want to move him out. But you want to be a big market team. You want to be the Dodgers, the Steve Cohen wants to be.
1: Right. You want to be the Do- right. Brandon, Brandon Nimmo's a fourth outfielder. Peterson, see you later. Well, then the Mets could say Brandon Nimmo's, Brandon Brandon
0: Nimmo's a fourth outfielder. You could keep him. That's fine. He's a fourth outfielder. Dominic Smith, 696 OPS, out. Right. J.D. Davis, you want to drop your OPS 200 points since coming back from the, the I.L.? Mm-hmm. Good. Out. No. Is this a hit with runners in scoring position? No.
1: What's today's date? Um, today's August 16,
0: 2021. No. As I say that, Pete Alonso hits a two-run triple. Oh, my
1: God. Are you kidding <laughs> I me? I swear to God. It is two to two. Oh my God, how far? What happened? Did the center fielder like fall down? <laughs> his pants fell off. They overran
0: God. him. They went to that corner, right center field. Jesus. So the Mets couldn't have done it this is, two days is ago. Or, is
1: Oracle Park like shaking right now from Pete <laughs> Alonzo
0: running around the bases? It has happened. A Mets triple. Wow, that is freaky. That is really freaky. That is weird. That's Good really for Pete. Weird. Oh, yeah, baby. Let me see the exact date. I think it was it was 68 days. The Orioles had the record. Or something I forgot.
1: Oh, good. That's a team you always want to be competing with for <laughs> yeah. records.
0: So, yeah. So, um, that's tied here, but they had a dreadful weekend. Yeah. You know, they no – they, they, let's call it how it is. Friday night against the Dodgers, they lost the game. One reason and one reason only. What?
1: Anthony Rizzo cleared to play for the New York Yankees oh, tomorrow. Oh, nice. That is a huge get in a series that's very
0: important. Very nice.
1: Go ahead, New York Mets.
0: Luis Rojas lost ga- the game on Friday. Mm. First of all, he starts. Albert Almora, Kevin Pillar. Are
1: they still ha- I thought they oh. DFA'd Almora.
0: No, they brought him back. Huh. Um, twice. Uh, can guess what Kevin Pillar's batting average and OPS since June first is?
1: Um. Well, considering Kevin Pillar. Is Kevin Pillar? I'm gonna guess it's nothing to look twice at. No, it's not. Um,
0: wait till you hear it. You're not gonna get it.
1: What did you say? Batting average and OPS. Yeah, I'm gonna say he's batting one sixty-eight, okay. and his OPS is four forty-seven.
0: Hmm. One fifty-two and five something. Oh, look Yeah, he's yeah no, he that's good, right? No, let's. Let's start him in a game in which you must
1: have yeah.
0: against the Dodgers. Yeah.
1: No, please. Right. Oh, like when uh, Aaron Boone benched Gio Urshela at Aaron judge in yeah. a must-win game. Yes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah.
0: No, please. Bat Brandon Drury, who, yes, is Babe Ruth. <laughs> bat him third. Please. Please. The New York
1: Mets <laughs> were the best form of the New York Mets when Janeshwi Fargus and Khalil Lee were playing for the team. The and sad, that's not even a the joke. The
0: sad part is that is true. Yeah. They were winning games. now, and Billy McKinney. They were winning games because of their pitching then because somebody pulled up a stat. Right. They were averaging like 3.7 runs during that time. Mm-hmm. And like since then, they've averaged like four. Right. But the pitching fell off a little bit because yes. they had the best staff in the league mm-hmm. probably through May. But yeah, they were winning more games then than they are now. It's not a joke. It's kind of sad, mm-hmm. to be completely honest with you. And not only did uh, Luis Rojas punt that part of the game no freaking way. The Mets, who have 13 sacrifice flies this year, just got their 14th doing things that they can't do.
1: Yeah, look at this. World you, Series?
0: Hold on. World Series are bust. How many sacrifice flies does Yuli Gurriel have?
1: Um, 10.
0: 11. The Mets just had their 14th and it's August 16th. You feel my pain now? I mean, like, do you feel it? Like... Do you see how bad this is? Before this inning, before the fifth inning, before the game started, excuse me, the Mets were 0 for the last 25 with runners in scoring position. How many – they've gone on three of those streaks already. Oh.
1: That's good. No, you always want that, yeah.
0: See, first triple since Billy McKinney versus the Padres, 68 games, June 3rd, Mm. the Mets.
1: Billy McKinney's like, they should freaking –
0: build a statue they should yeah put a exactly. Tom Seaver your statue's going away him Billy McKinney or whatever the hell it is uh, here we go so yeah it's just it's been brutal it, it's been absolutely brutal yeah. they lose a game on Saturday that they could have and should have had Tywon Walker took a no hitter into the 7th yeah and that's an encouraging start but why is it encouraging you're not going anywhere it doesn't matter um, there's a lot of changes that need to be made. I'd get Jeff McNeil out. I'd get Dom Smith out. I'd get Michael Conforto. Although, Michael Conforto has a 1,000 OPS. Wow, so you want McNeil out now. Yeah, I want McNeil. You know, I read a report t- the other day, and I just bought his t-shirt, actually, because I was at the game on Thursday, oh, and I sweat through my Lindor shirt so much, I bought an orange Jeff McNeil t-shirt.
1: Sketchy. Yeah.
0: Um. But they were saying, McNeil gets like very mad at himself on the field and like mm. f- like slams his helmet or slams his bat. And they were saying that that's not a good look, and teams are like worried about that, and his trade value goes down because of it.
1: I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, um, I
0: didn't know that there was a thing. Give
1: that, me your percent odds that the Mets win this game right now. Like, per like genuine belief that they win this game 3%. <laughs> oh, come on.
0: Wilmer Flores is in this lineup. Wilmer Flores is going to hit a game tying home run or go it. I guarantee you, the Mets are going to play six games the next week and a half against the Giants. Wilmer Flores will have at least three big hits, and I'm not even counting the RBI single he has tonight. Right, three big hits. He'll hit a walk-off home run the next two days. <laughs> he'll hit a game-tying home run in the City Field, and he'll do something spectacular. He just made a great play on Jeff McNeil, yeah. actually. I didn't mention it, but yeah, he'll do something spectacular <laughs> twice. It's just
1: i i if you're right if we come back next episode and we're talking about the Mets losing on a Wilmer Flores walk-off home I t- I can I guarantee
0: will. it I would put the top of my pinky on that Wilmer Flores with a walk-off home in the next 3 days <laughs> I swear to god it's going to happen and I can't even get upset about it I love Wilmer oh, another line drive right to somebody good uh, I could. love it yeah. I love it no that's the pain I mean that's like the short version of the pain yeah it just doesn't it doesn't get worse than this. DeGrom's out another 2 weeks yeah. Helps the fantasy team big time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, big changes need to be made to this team. The U.S. 100%. team have about $10 million and 5% ownership of the team. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. Well, take the, whole, take the Steve team. Steve Cohen, sign it. Take the team. Steve Cohen, sign off on yeah. it. <sighs> That's going to do it for us today. And I'm done. Train, Fernando Dutis.
1: Right fielder. Best right fielder in the game. Right fielder.
0: Mm-hmm. Two home runs in his return. He's a beast, man. He's insane. He's so
1: good. Yeah. I mean, that guy seems like he can do whatever he wants on a baseball field. Basically. I'll let you know how the rest of my Hard Knocks episode is. I'm yeah. i let you know if you should watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I mean, I was, I was pleased watch so far. Him. It seemed funny. Oh, you I like how pleased? They, yeah, I like how, you know, it's HBO, so they can curse. They don't bleep it right. out or whatever. It's cool. It's it's a real authentic <laughs> thing. They're, they're talking about, I don't know, some the head coach got like a vasectomy or something. He's oh, telling the team about it, and I'm like... No. Wow, episode one, we're already talking about sperm cells. I'm yeah, like, where is this going to go? No,
0: please. Um, Yeah, I got the HBO Max, so I can watch that whenever yep. I want. So I'm excited. I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll throw on tonight. Yeah, uh, actually, no, i got to be up at 7. Yeah, I'll watch it tomorrow. Okay. Maybe, maybe I'll come over. We'll watch uh, episode two together. Yeah, you want to yeah. cuddle? Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good. All right. <laughs> and then we'll watch
1: Wilmer <laughs> Flores. It'll walk off. Yes, night. it'll land
0: right there. Perfect. <laughs> no, he'll do it tonight. Um... Thank you for listening. You want to contact us, send us an email, send us a question. I'll put the email in the description, but we will talk to you guys next week.